Hope you're having a good day. This is Ryan. I want to take a minute and just give a few follow-up thoughts to the sermon from this past Sunday. You know, this past Sunday we were talking about the sixth command, which is you shall not murder. And we said that the sixth command, you know, Jesus does something really interesting in Matthew 5 when he's talking about the sixth command. He says that if you want to keep the sixth command, it's not just about not killing people in an unjust way. It also has to do with our attitudes, whether or not you hate somebody or are unrighteously angry at somebody. And it has to do with our with our words, too. Uh, if we're insulting somebody or, or cursing people, whether that's a text message or whether that's on Facebook or Twitter or, or in person, too. Um, so you're saying it's not just about what we do. It's about our attitudes and about our, our words as well. And, you know, I think Jesus actually does something else in Matthew 5 related to the sixth commandment, which is that he doesn't just tell us what we should not do. He tells us what we should do as well. He doesn't just give us a negative command about what to avoid. He gives us a positive command about what we should do instead of of, of sinning. And what he says is that as, as his followers, as his disciples, as God's children, that we, we not only need to avoid taking a human life in an unjust way, we need to also actively be involved in protecting and supporting the flourishing of, of human life around us and, and all over the world. So there's a few there's a few keys, there's a few kind of clues that help help us see that this is what he's talking about. One is if you go back to Exodus 20, uh, where the original command, you shall not murder, is, is first recorded. The, the word that this translated murder there, it actually um, not only includes what we think of as murder, but also includes what we would think of as like as like manslaughter or killing somebody through negligence too. So, for example, um, like it, the command you shall not murder, it involves like if if I get mad at somebody and then I I hit them and kill them, well that's that's what's that's prohibited there, of course. But but also there's laws in the Old Testament about ways to proactively protect human life. So, for example. If you have like a really wild um, ox, then you need to make sure that you keep it fenced in or you keep it tied up so it doesn't just run off and then and, and then kill somebody. Or if you have a balcony on the roof of your house, you need to make sure that there's adequate safety railings to, to protect people from, from falling and, and, and getting hurt. Um, so that's kind of one clue is that we see that it's not just, hey, stay in your stay in your room and don't hurt anybody. It's you, know, you need to be actively taking steps to uh, to value and protect human life. And we also see at the end of Matthew 5, in verse 43, Jesus says, You've heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil as well as the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Okay, so what Jesus is saying here is that we, in, in addition to not murdering and not hating and not insulting, we need to be blessing people. We need to be loving people. We need to be giving to people. We need to be going the extra mile for people. We need to be praying for them. We need to be encouraging them and comforting them with our words in addition to just not insulting them or, or degrading them. 
And if you skip all the way to the end of, of Matthew, in Matthew chapter 25, when Jesus is talking about the final judgment and separating the, the righteous that are going to enter into his kingdom from the, the unrighteous that are going to be, be punished, um, Jesus says, the way he identifies the, the righteous people is he says, well, I was naked and you clothed me, and I was hungry and you fed me, I was thirsty and you gave me water to drink. And the people say, well, we never saw you naked, we never saw you hungry, you know, what do you mean? When did we do this? And then Jesus says, well, as you've done to the least of these, my brothers, you've done, you've done to me as well. And so what Jesus is saying there is that one of the ways that we serve him, that we love him, that we worship him, is by loving and providing for and helping people around us, especially people who are the, the least of these, the most downtrodden, the least advantaged, the most needy people in, in the world and, and in our society. Um, and obviously it's not saying that we earn our salvation that way, but rather when we receive salvation by grace through faith, then the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and starts to change us. And, and, and he gradually starts to turn us into people that are, that are loving, that are doing acts of kindness and supporting human flourishing and protecting, protecting human life. So how can we apply this? I want to give you, I want to give you a couple thoughts on this. You know, one is, is supporting the sanctity of human life. Um, that we need to be people who advocate for the rights of unborn children, not just by what we say, but by what we do to support um, women with unwanted pregnancies, to support crisis pregnancy centers, to support uh, single moms, to to support adoption. That's one way that we can we can support uh, and protect human life. And two other ways that I want to I want to talk about today, actually two organizations that I think are going to be um, opportunities for us that I encourage you, you know, we're going to put, we're going to put notes for the podcast, wherever you're, you're listening to this. We're going to put a couple links in there where you can check out these organizations and you can read more about them and learn more about them yourself and consider whether these are things that God might have you uh, invest in and support either financially or, or volunteering or something like that. The first one is I know one that many of us in our church have been involved in uh, in the past and are, are currently involved in, which is World Relief, the organization World Relief. And World Relief does a, a number of things, but one thing that they do is they, they support refugees that have left war-torn or kind of very difficult parts of the world and are, are, have moved, have come to the, to the United States. And, you know, many of us have heard, I'm sure all of us have heard about the humanitarian crises that are going on in, in Afghanistan and other parts of the world as well. And we expect, you know, World Relief has come out and said that they expect that, that currently and then in the, coming, in the coming months and over the coming uh, years, there's going to be more and more refugees from Afghanistan that are going to be coming specifically to this area. Uh, in the in the triangle, and that gives us an opportunity to to help to help love them, to help serve them. And World Relief it, it helps people, um, whether it's through through giving or volunteering, helping people get the basic necessities uh, of of life um, as they're trying to adjust to to life in the United States, whether it's clothing, food, a place to stay, 
uh, give people transportation, help them figure out the logistics of navigating. How do you open a bank account? How do you um, how do you do that type of stuff? Um, so that, that's one way that that we can get involved. I encourage you to to look at look at the link, follow the link that we have in the notes of the podcast, and just read more about it. And consider is this something that God might have have you to to do to volunteer your time or, or, or your money to help to help be a part of serving um, people that are that are very needy. And you know, we as a church, we have partnered as a as a whole church family with World Relief in in the past, and we we want to do that continuing going forward. And so we're we're currently thinking and planning about what it would look like to have a team of people from, from Northwest that are, that are working with, with World Relief. And so if you would be interested in, in that, uh, we also have, um, we're putting in the, in the show notes a, a, a form you can fill out that's just kind of an interest form. You can give us a, a little bit of your information and some of your thoughts. Uh, it's not a sign up. You're not signing up to to be a part of any particular project or, or go on any particular trip, but it's just a way to let us know that you would be interested in possibly hearing more and talking about volunteering as part of a Northwest uh, team with World Relief to serve to serve those refugees that, that are that are in need. And as we think about forming a team and talk about what that's going to look like. We'll reach out to you and keep you in the loop, and we'll we'll talk about that and pray and, and seek the Lord to, together. So that's one is is world relief. The second one that I want to share with you is one that I'm not sure if many of you have heard of before. It's one called called Rice Bowls. It's an organization called called Rice Bowls, and this is one that Lindsay and I, my wife, my wife Lindsay and I, have been um, partnering with for a number of years financially. And what Rice Bowls um, does as an organization is they their their motto is is feeding hungry children in the name of Jesus, and so they uh, support and help um, provide for Christian orphanages all around the world. Um, so there's they do a lot of work in in Haiti, they do a lot of work in India, and then in a lot of other um, Southeast Asian countries and, and other places too. And what they do is they provide the food for uh, children who are in orphanages and Christian orphanages where they get a chance to experience Christian community and and hear the gospel, too. So, um, again, we're going to put the link to uh, to Rice Bowl so you can read and learn more about what they do. And and again, I'd encourage you to, to pray and just consider this is something that God would would lead you to to give to give some money to to help support or to be involved in uh, another way too. So um, yeah, I hope this is helpful as we think about what it looks like to to be disciples who are making disciples. Um, obviously, this is a, a big part of it. Not only being people who are not toxic, who are not uh, tearing people down who are not hurting people, who are not killing people unjustly, but who are supporting human flourishing and protecting human life um, wherever and however that we can. So let's be praying. You know, I encourage you on the chat, on, on the uh, the Slack channel, um, share some more of your thoughts. You know, I, I would guess that many of you are aware of some opportunities that we could, um, that, that we might not know of yet. Uh, so share those opportunities that you know of where we could, could help 
serve and support human life and human flourishing. Share them in the Slack group. Share any other ideas that you have. Share ideas of how we can partner together as a church to be a part of what World Relief or, or a different organization is doing. And we love to just brainstorm and talk about that together. So love you guys. Hope you have a great rest of your of your week. Looking forward to seeing you on, on Sunday. Uh, praying for you and super thankful and grateful to be able to follow Jesus together with you.